You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Oh, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yeah, welcome into Vikings Ventline, the most fan-friendly, interactive, and on days like today, therapeutic show in Minnesota sports. The Vikings just blew a 14-point lead in the second half of the Cincinnati Bengals, who also were playing a backup quarterback. And they lose in overtime, 27-24. to A million things to talk about here, boys. If you'd like to get on the show, like always, you can send an email request to vikingsventline at gmail.com. We try to get to as many people as possible here over the next hour or so. Just keep it clean. I know you're livid right now, Vikings fans, but just don't say anything to uh, get us fired or anything like that. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die, and uh, that's not the blueprint for for doing so. Um, before we jump in here with our takes on this game, let's shout out a friend here. Just let's put some put some space here. Quick Trip is the presenting sponsor of Purple Daily and Vikings Vent Line. Yeah. From a uh, frown to a smile on the sports dad face, because Quick Trip is your one-stop shopping for all that you need. I'm talking from uh, their great Karuba coffee, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and also gasoline. That's right. In fact, they've got what they're calling their quality gas guarantee. Quick Trip is going to back every drop of gasoline with their quality gas guarantee. Get to your destination, and this is incredibly important, especially in the cold of uh, winter, and eventually if we have snow, uh, Without having to worry about what's in your tank, just another great way that our friends at Quick Trip provide great customer service. Quick Trip, the official sponsor of Purple Daily, much appreciated uh, from us to them. And Quick Trip, also the place that you should stop. Judd, your biggest just take on this game. Pretty hot right now. I got to be honest. I'm pretty Judd hot was, Judd was texting thing. us hot when they were up by 14 yeah, points. Well, he was pissed. I saw some things. <laughs> I, I saw some things that came to fruition okay there's a ton of things i'm gonna just say one i think kevin o'connell had a terrible day play calling i thought i was atrocious it was i can't look nick mullins is a backup and has been throughout his career for a reason okay nick mullins i understand in o'connell's world in the vikings world might be a more suitable replacement for cousins because you can do some of the same things but dude when your run game is working which it was, and the Bengals, one of their best run-stopping DTs went out early. And Ty Chandler has the first 100-yard game since, I think, week five of 2022. And you insist on taking, I mean, the best way I can put it is this. Kevin O'Connell had a fuse, which they told him, don't light it. And he was the little kid who's like, oh, no, I'm going to light the fuse as much as possible. He put Nick Mullins in a position to make decisions that that made Brett Favre blush, his cohort at Southern Miss. And guess what? Nick Mullins screwed up. I am. My takeaway is Kevin O'Connell played a huge role in this loss. I hated the back-to-back tush pushes. For oh, one, that's... these teams that are looking at the Eagles, well, the Eagles do it. Okay, first of all, Jalen Hurts is one of the, like in terms of like lower body strength and yeah. athletic ability is one of the – He's number one on the list of guys you want. Maybe Anthony Richardson when he's healthy, doing a tush push as a quarterback. They also have the best center in the modern history of the NFL to drive forward, and they put multiple strong position players behind the quarterback to finish it off. The Vikings have one of the least reliable blocking centers in the NFL, and they put one skill position player behind Nick Mullins, one of the least athletic backup quarterbacks in the NFL, mind you. Brandon Powell? No hyperbole is smaller than me. He's five foot eight, 180 pounds. And that is the leverage you're using on back-to-back tush pushes. You deserved to lose that game based on, there's a million other things, based on those two boneheaded play calls and designs of a terrible tush push alone. Declan, your main takeaway, and then we'll get to some Vikings fans. 
just an epic choke job all around. Uh, from turnovers from Nick Mullins to Flores' defense once again being a sieve in late game close situations. Um, there is a there definitely is enough of a precedent to say that this defense, although as a whole has played well, has also had some horrible moments in late game closeout situations. Uh, yeah, Kevin O'Connell kind of just I think outsmarted his own self a little bit today. Uh, Ty Chandler was great, and instead of just pounding the rock, uh, they were still making Nick Mullins drop back and 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 make throws that he probably shouldn't have been making. So a pretty brutal loss. If you were going to lose the next two games, playoff-wise, this was the one to lose, so you better come back on Sunday and win to keep your playoff hopes alive, a silver lining for you maybe. But at the end of the day, a, a epic choke job all around from all three phases. Yeah. So, okay, we'll get out of the way here for a little bit, and we'll turn the show over to you guys. Thanks for hanging out with us, spending part of your Saturday with us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, Vikings Ventline. If you could click the like button and the subscribe button, it's a huge help for us as we look to keep pushing and growing this huge and awesome community of Vikings fans who are pretty pissed off right now. So, Dex, who's first out of the gate on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Christian to start here. Christian, what's up, man? You are on Ventline. Hey, boys. How are you? Hey, man. Yeah, the whole time, Judd, you were talking, I was shaking my head. <laughs> like, when, when this, if you're going to do that once, the tush push, okay, cool. The second time, though, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen more ineptness from the Vikings. And, and on the, the second one, did you guys notice, and Christian, it looked like, it, it felt like, oh, are they like, are they going to get tricky here? Because Mullins didn't seem at all ready for it. He was kind of like, almost like turned halfway sideways and. It was it was like they knew the play was going to fail before they snapped the ball. That's that was the body language I was getting. Yep, I'm on board with that, and I don't get it. I agree, KOC. I love KOC, but he's really starting to piss me off with some of these calls. Mm-hmm. On third and short, if you're going to do that dumb tush push, you have Justin Jefferson, Hawkinson, Ty Chandler should be the starter. By the way, going forward, give him the ball. Do anything yep, else yep. but let Mullins run a quarterback sneak. And what does he do in the fourth down one? He almost fumbled it anyway. Yeah. So I'll leave it there. Love you guys. I'm just, you know, typical. Have a good one. Thank See you, Christian. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. This was a loss that didn't have to happen, though. That's what pisses me off. No, it's, it is. It was self-inflicted. It was a self-inflicted loss. I don't want to get too, I don't want, you know, I, I am disgusted by what I just witnessed, but it's, it's right up there in terms of like how dirty you feel after the Vikings lose a football game. It's like, in the last five years, it's, I don't know if it's the dirtiest I have felt, but it's up there. It's definitely top three, top four. Who's next on Vikings Ventline? Let's go to Raul next year. Raul, you're on Ventline. Hey, guys. Long time listener, first time calling in. Uh, person of origin, probably one of the few ones you get on here. Um, so my take is on this game, not from this game itself. It's Chicago, start of the Chicago Bears. KOC is now proving the point it was Cousins who was actually helping him. He is proving the point over and over and over again in the games he's calling, putting Josh Dobbs for a failure, right? Knowing what he can do, what he can't do. And then today's game, there is no creativity. You could have done so much on those third and fourth downs where you went for a push with no offensive line to do it. And God forbid, Brendan Powell to push him through. It's like, it's a mess all over. I personally believe this is my reckless speculation, hot take, whatever you call it, right? Here, I'll give you the. I'll give you the. Just reckless safe space. Safe space here now. So raise the HC job and get out of the way. We become offensive play caller or go somewhere else. Wow, wow, coming in high. I'm just real quick on the cousins thing, and thank you for for jumping on Vikings vent line here. This is so as as upset as I am about the tush pushes, and I I thought he got a little pass happy a couple times with his play calling today. I was not in love with the play calling. I think what Kevin would tell you, based on the first half up and up until like it was like seventeen to three, they should have been up twenty three to three in that game because the play calling yeah. and the execution led the Vikings into easy field goal range, which Greg Joseph, by the way, has made like fifty straight field goals under forty yards. Mm-hmm. They were in that range twice. And then Nick Mullins goes rogue trying to play hero ball and throws dumb interceptions. Now, I'm sure you could argue, oh, okay, don't let him. Once you get into field goal range that Correct. close, call some runs to Ty Chandler and just and just just play for field goals at that point. Correct. But, like, th- th- they were supposed to be up 
23 to three in this game, if not for Nick Mullins, absolutely soiling himself inside, you know, the 25 yard line but that, on but two that, different drives. That second pick, which by the way, is one of the worst I've ever seen. The fact that he threw the ball, that's on O'Connell. Like you saw the first pick, just run the ball. Like you're, you're after three points. You're at, and to your point, Joseph is very reliable from there. Just run the ball. Don't put him. You again. You're you are lighting a match with gasoline. Well, guess what happens? Blows up. Kaboom. Yeah. So it's yeah. I, I O'Connell. The second one, I blame O'Connell because why didn't you just run the ball and take the three points? Yep. Well, let's keep it three. rocking here on Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel decks. Yeah, let's, as uh, an alert pops on my screen, let's go to Johnny, who's at the stadium, I believe. Johnny, what's up, man? Can you hear us? What's up, guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm just going to say, like, that was the worst finish to a game I've ever seen. KOC's play call has got to go. Fourth down, you go for the exact same tush-push that you just went for when Ty Chandler's running the ball all game. 100 yards, killing it. I'm, I'm here at the stadium, and it's it's crazy. Like, Vikings fans are, are very upset, and we have every right to be. So, I mean, I appreciate you guys. I'm going to get off here. Yeah, no, th- thank you. And we always say we, right. we we love when you guys call in from the stadiums. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Ty Chandler ran the ball 23 times for 132 yards, 6 yards per carry. He also caught a huge 16-yard gainer that almost went for a touchdown on a third down play. He winds up with three catches for 25 yards. So he touched the ball 26 times for 157 yards in this game. And I we're wrong a lot on this show. In fact, every Wednesday, we do our predictions and our accountability sessions, and you'll see our completion percentages aren't very good, right? One yeah. of the main themes of this show, like if you're just an idiot fan like I am, or you're just sitting here watching on TV, and you can say, wait a second, like literally going back to training camp, Okay, the Vikings have a guy that uh, played high-level college football, ran for 1,000 yards at Tennessee, right, like against NFL defenses pretty much, ran a four, three-and-a-half, 40-yard dash, and when you watch him for these small chunks, he's got some burst. I feel like that guy should get some more carries. It took them an Alex Madison injury, and it took until December 16th to finally be like, all right, I guess we got to roll with Ty Chandler. And what does he do? Exactly what we thought he was going to do. And what do you do in response as a play caller? You don't have him on the field for the two most important short yardage plays of well, your season to this point. He he was on the field for the second tush push, right? I, I thought he, he was in the backfield and they just didn't hand him the football. Well, Powell anyway, was the one pushing Mullins that on was that the, play. That, so. was the fir- that was the first tush push when when when... McCordy pointed out exactly what you just said, which is why are you having a really small guy who's going to get no burst? But yes, the Chandler thing, here's the thing that drives you crazy about the Chandler usage, right? The Chandler usage was not a pie in the sky theory from us. Like we've, we've seen that guy in practice, right? Like you saw it in games. He just has a gear. And as I tweeted, um, Madison is uh, is a guy that you, he's a four-wheel drive, you pull out in the dead of winter, and he gets you through the snow. And you appreciate that, right? But when it's springtime and the birds are chirping and you're going to go around the lakes, you pull out the Corvette, you pull out the Ferrari. That's what Chandler is. Like, if you watch them, watch their highlights side by side. It's so clear. that. But what drives me crazy is, like, if we had said, we think Chandler's good, but we have no clue. Then I'd be like, well, what do we know, right? Dude, it we, took, we've seen it, it. It took Alexander Madison two years and most of a full year as a starting running back to get a 20-yard gain. Yeah, I know. Chandler had nope. two of them today, I, and he had was, a 16-yard on a pass. Play. So it's like, okay, just, anyways, let's keep it just hot. I'm hot. I'm, now I'm hot, too. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's hard not to be. A cocktail. Let's go to Brandon next year on Ventline. Brandon, what's up, bud? Oh, good to see you again, guys. Guys. Uh, well, that was a rough one. Uh, had high hopes. Everything was looking good. Uh, the sad thing is we should be celebrating uh, some Jordan Ty Chandler. And yet we're talking about uh, KOC is just fumbling the ball himself. Uh, yeah, we had some turnovers. And the point in the game where I really thought like KOC would kind of get with it was when, we, when he got an early Christmas present after that what should have been a pick six. Uh, if not for the offsides, 
He went right back to the second play. We got then second and five. He handed it to Chandler, who got a seven-yard run. And right there, he then went away from it again. Yep. Right there, he should have been like, no, this is my bread and butter today. But for some reason, he kept trying to run to the right where Questenberry was, and they kind of struggled there, it seemed like. Just from my uh, eye, it seemed it seemed like as if uh, we were doing a little bit better to the left. But for some reason, when that hits you upside the head and you still don't hand Chandler the ball, it's just confusing to me. And then even on the tush push, I don't know if you guys caught this, but if you go rewatch it, Brian Flores was right behind KOC saying, call time out, call time out. KOC did not and ran it a second time. Yeah. Rewatch it again. Interesting. And we talk, you guys, you guys have talked about, you know, his sideline clock management person, whoever that may be. In that in that instance, you have your coaching staff trying to give you advice, and he totally, totally did not did not acknowledge it. So I, I'm just uh, unless my eyes were deceiving me, Brian Flores was right at his hip saying call timeout, and he did not. Which was which was which was odd to me, but yeah, frustrating. When we had a beautiful opportunity to uh, get a W, which is hard in the NFL, but um, uh, I hope uh, I hope Pie Char to blame here. Uh, Byron Murphy better be on that one because boy, did he get cooked today. Our our uh, secondary, our, did. our secondary, honestly, on those just uh, throw up balls of just getting uh, somebody. <sighs> just, <laughs> I I don't get it both both touchdowns just uh throwing lollipops in the air and nobody actually uh making a play it was a little bit frustrating but uh should have had a w today boys yep brandon great insight man and we'll have to go back and, and check stuff. for the the flores thing just one quick note on the jump balls i mean the vikings gave up that third and 21 at one point which is egregious yeah. and then the jump ball to higgins in the corner if you go back and watch that so a Caleb Evans, make a play. That, that's the first thing. Like, dude, make a play. And the same thing for when Makai Blackman jumped up in that Denver game. Like, guys, you know, this you practice this. You got to make a play there. Makai Blackman was the second man over there on that play. He literally, as the ball was in the air, he literally stops, watches the play, and like, like a fan and puts his hands up because he thought a Caleb was going to pick the pass off. If he runs over there, and just acts as a bowling ball. Maybe it maybe I mean they probably wind up scoring anyways, but he might knock the ball loose. He for sure prevents a touchdown. Yeah, of course they they, they probably touchdown. run it in on the next play anyways. But like he stopped playing. Like yeah, what are you, you can't thinking? Watch that, but you can't watch that play. And and the the reason that Higgins felt comfortable to wheel around and cross the pylon with the ball was because of that. Yeah. I don't think he Brutal. does that. Brutal. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, let's keep it rocking here. Therapy session in full force right now on Vikings Vent Line. Let's go to Patel next year. Patel, hey, what's up, man? Guys. On Vikings okay, Vent Line. Hey, man. Yeah, uh, we got so you. Background, first time first time I'm calling in. I'm not actually a Vikings fan. I am uh, actually live in Maryland, but you guys uh, are such a great show, and it just caught my eye. I was on my YouTube recommendation. I'm a big NFL fan. so Thank uh, you, man. You guys do an amazing job. I just want to say, I think I bring an outside perspective. I don't have any insight on any of that. I'm not biased or anything. I just think KOC doesn't have a killer instinct in him. You know, I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at Zach Taylor, the other coach. I mean, when you don't have your starting quarterback, that's when you're actually tested as a head coach, right? I don't care if you have your starting quarterback and you're calling plays and he's hitting all of them. Yeah, what do you? That's what you're supposed to. That's your quarterback. What about when things go wrong? What are you doing? And for me, I'm just looking at that third and one play. You try to do a quarterback sneak, so they call a timeout. Cincinnati calls a timeout, and I see Justin Jefferson one-on-one on the sideline. Third and one. You know you're going to go for it on fourth and one anyways. How about just try to kill the game right then and there? How about a, a seam route to Justin Jefferson? I would take my chances against Justin Jefferson one-on-one against anyone. So killer instincts. It's just time to take a hard look at at the coach, head coach. I'm not I'm not a big fan, and uh, – I bet a lot on the Vikings because they're always a team that's uh, they're sneaky good. If the, if, it, if it makes any sense from an yeah. outsider's perspective, so I love betting on them. But this is like the 
first or this is not the first half. But this, it's been a handful of games where he's cost me money now. So I'm pissed, but you know, you guys are a great show and I'm sure Love I'm not it, the man. only one. There's probably a lot of people that aren't Vikings fans that are listening in. So thanks. Thank thanks you. guys. Patel, thank you, man. I love it. I love you. Now the Vikings have pissed off. Not even Vikings fans, just people that are gambling on the East Coast. I don't blame them one bit. I don't blame them. I I, I mean, throw up by 14 points. Uh, The one thing I will say about this is I'm not going to have advocated for late game passes too much because I understand if, if there was trepidation. But then now let's go back to the actual play calls themselves. Here, here's my question, too. And this has become this is a league wide thing. Okay, one team developed the tush push, but the tush push depends a lot, as we discussed before, on your quarterback strength and legs himself. Okay, and your center, and this you're is, having yeah, the greatest yeah. center. So in... this is not a, but this is not something that that you can just copy. So why are you? So why aren't you running a normal fourth down? Play? I mean, that was not fourth and one. That was fourth. Now Mullins lost yardage, but that was fourth and like an inch. All you had to do was I either have Nick take the snap and sneak through, and if you don't trust that, hand it to Ty Chandler. So, like, I'm not even asking for any type of sexy play. I'm just asking this tush-push thing that has spread around the league to me is ridiculous because a lot of teams aren't suited for it, which is why there's a faction trying to get it banned because they know that. That's a different conversation. Yeah, let's keep let's keep going here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Vike Psycho next year yeah that's me and i'm not psycho in a good way right now you shouldn't be we're here we're here we're here i love the jacket psycho i love the jacket yeah it's a little vintage but that's all right yeah oh i i don't want to tell you to uh wave that flag today i'm I'm more on the on the bandwagon of burning it but uh There'll become a day I want it back. So it's not burning. Yeah. Don't worry. Such it's not is the burn. life. The life what, of being a Viking. What's the? What is the deal with with uh, you guys have been talking about Chandler the whole time and giving it to him? How come you never see it anymore? Where they launch a running back over the pile? You never yeah. see do it anymore. He could have easily got that first down. And KOC, this this loss is firmly on him. I don't care. I'm not saying everybody played perfect either, but KOC, come on. What what is the purpose of Wes Phillips? What is well, he yeah. well, I mean, I, don't, I know what he does on Fridays. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. say anything. There's nothing good. Mike Psycho, say. thanks for joining us here. I will say on the the running back launching over the top, that's more of a goal line play because you don't have to yeah. worry about the if, if If you break the plane, it's a touchdown. If they swat the ball out, it's not a fumble. Right. You got to be careful doing that in the middle of the field where, oh, I'm over, but the but the play continues and they can swat that ball out. But just or or it's third and short in your mind. You could say, well, we got a running back that's averaging six yards a carry today and he's broken. a He, he might have broken a big one there, too, because think if you block it well, Cincinnati's entire defense is up on the line of scrimmage. If he gets through the first level, he might score a touchdown, but they didn't even give it a chance to happen. This is totally from my opinion, and I don't have fact right right now, and I'll, I'll be curious what comes out. But it feels like today was just about the worst day to have no real actual screen game. Like today feels like a day for like if you had a screen game and your quarterback can literally dump the ball off and, and it becomes a pseudo run, right? So So that's another thing that you can deploy. It feels like a really bad day not to have that threat, or at least it's not a sustainable threat from these yeah. guys. Who do we got next here, Dex? Let's go to Twist. Twist, what's up, buddy? Welcome back. Dex. All right, fellas. Uh, we have the Brandon Staley of the NFC, okay? Oh, wow. Dude. Oh, wow. Time dude. to wake up. Oh, you went wow, where we dude. didn't. That's 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 the, a good lead for the hottest Vikings takes episode tomorrow right there. Just imagine if we had Mike McDaniels with this talent, except Quazy wouldn't even give the guy an interview. That's okay. true, too, right? Or did he not want to interview? Do we know? Didn't interview him. He was in the same yeah. building with him in um, San Fran, I'm pretty sure, too. So I got to question that. Uh, you, this is just another 500 Viking season, and it's driving me nuts. I'd much rather have a top 10 pick going into the offseason instead of going in the playoffs with Nick Mullins. And if we end up with Bo Nix or J.J. McCarthy at, like, 20 or 23, I'm going to be sick. Like, this is just – I'm I'm furious. Um it's time to put KOC on notice because he's costing his games. Amazing uh, passion here from, from Twist coming on the show. And this is the first time I have really felt, and it's, of course, 
we're 30 minutes removed from a loss that makes your head explode. But with the early batch of vent liners, social media, just like even friends, Vikings fan friends that are texting group text thread. This is the first time I've really felt like, oh, people are kind of out on Kevin O'Connell right now. Now, anything can maybe they come back and they win a couple games. But am I do you sense that to you guys like there's been some criticism, but today is the first time I have felt a groundswell of. Kevin O'Connell needs to be fired or Kevin O'Connell it's needs been, to. I feel like it's been building, but today didn't. To If if it was um, a smoldering fire, it's about to be raging right now. And and look, in O'Connell's defense, he is dealing with backup QBs. But that being mm-hmm. said, you do have to be aware then of what you can and can't do. That's my thing. Like, I, I am in no way saying Kevin O'Connell should take Nick Mullins and make him a star. But it was very clear what the formula was for potential success. I mean, hell, the opening drive, the scripted plays were like a lesson in what, you know, okay, if this is a game plan, pretty damn good, right? And then the defensive tackle goes out for the Bengals, and it's like, oh, this could be really good. And then he started to call the game as if Kirk was there. That's what I don't understand. Like, I always thought that his strength was sort of milking what he could or should be milking what he could from a quarterback, but instead – I mean, how much more did you need to see once Nick Mullins threw that second pick to say, okay, we can't put the game in this. The ball cannot be in his hands in any way, shape, or form. That's one of the worst interceptions in Vikings history. It is. It is. And then if, I can't remember the exact timeline, but they went, they marched down again, and Ty Chandler runs it right down to like the two-yard line, and instead of just handing it to him four more times, they call a pass and Mullins is rolling out to his right and he's playing hero ball and he throws a jump ball in traffic I know. and it winds up working out. But just like it is, it is funny that, you know, Kevin O'Connell told the sideline guy at halftime, you know, no more hero ball. And you could see him on the sideline with Nick Mullins too, like in his ear after that second interception, like, dude, you need to stop playing hero ball. Stop this. And Nick Mullins says, hold my beer coach. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to show you, I can play hero ball and I can do it successfully. Amen. <laughs> there was there was definitely some like valid conversations about KOC being a coach of the year candidate, especially after the Falcons game. There is <laughs> yeah, enough right. evidence to suggest he he will not be a finalist for the award. He is not in the conversation for coach of the year. He has done really well with the four quarterbacks he's had to start. That there is a credit there. There there's definitely something to that. But to have him in the coach of the year discussion at this point. Yeah, there there is some nuance here in that from 30,000 feet, okay, the Vikings have been ravaged by injuries and quarterback carousel and everything, and they're 7-7, seven and seven, and they're in the playoff mix, and they're still like a 50-50 coin flip to make the playoffs. 30,000 feet, that's a pretty good coaching job. It's some of the stuff under the hood these last two or three weeks that's driving you crazy. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right, let's keep it rocking here. Vikings Vent Line, Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Campbell next year. Campbell, what's up, buddy? We can't hear uh, you, Campbell. can't hear you. We'll put you in timeout for now. We'll come right back to you, though, uh, after too. the next call. Let's, in the meantime, go to Kellen here. Kellen, what's up, dude? Hey, boys, doing? What's up, man? Not great. And honestly, I just really wanted to come on here and uh, mainly emphasize that timeout where Flores was calling it on the sideline. He did do that. I, that was the first thing I noticed. Flores was like, call a timeout, call a timeout. And I also wanted to emphasize you had Powell back there the first time on that QB sneak. It didn't work. Might as well put, like, Daniil Hunter, just someone who can at least push him through the line. It made no sense. Chandler had a great game. I don't know. It's like you don't want to blame him because he's dealt with all these quarterbacks, but at the same time, he's making kind of errors that have not much to do with the quarterback. We didn't really get to see Addison pop off until Jefferson got hurt. KJ kind of got hurt. And then it was like, okay, I guess it's Addison's turn now, but – I don't know if you guys have time, but I would really love to see a segment where you guys outweigh the goods that KOC's done versus the bads. Because I feel like he's done a lot of more questionable things than he has, like, winning mentality things. But that's all you guys have a great night. I actually, I think Kellen just helped me crystallize my hottest Vikings take for tomorrow. Oh, I'm I'm going to answer Kellen's question in my hottest Vikings take. I know that I like doesn't it. help the Vikings Ventline audience right now. Let's stay like, tuned because stay tomorrow tuned. we'll hit you. Well, with tune it. back in. Don't stay yeah, tuned because you'll be waiting all night. No, stay right tuned. There. Definitely yeah, stay, stay tuned. tuned. And Return. Then... Come back to us. <laughs> let's keep going here on Vikings Ventline. All right, Campbell, let's try again here. You got us okay? All right. What's up, boys? Yep. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Working it. So, um, like Phil had brought up, you know, Ty Chandler is averaging six yards per carry. 
He's the first Vikings uh, person to have over 100 rushing yards since Dalvin last season. And we have two plays on the third down to get him to go a yard, and he doesn't touch the ball once. I mean, that's – I was sitting here on my couch just kind of freaking out. But the Wild just won in a shootout, and <laughs> I'm going to the Wolves game tonight. I got my wall. Nice, here nice. Right now. dude. There you Hell go, yeah. dude. Awesome. Yeah, let's go. So, um, just one couple more things. Like, I think JJ came back. He played the whole game. Um, he looked – decent you know he made some made some pretty good catches no touchdowns but i liked most of what i saw out of him and um i just the tush push like you run it with nick mullins you had an athletic quarterback in dobbs never i don't know if they ever tried it with dobbs but anyways that's all thanks guys yeah man enjoy that wolves game tonight i think halliburton might not be playing for the pacers after he's not getting hurt last night so so it should be an easier game for the Wolves, but it's another one where like a star player on the other team is out. So let's keep going here. Vikings vent line. All right, let, let's try father and son here. Elijah and Vinny. Hey, are I'm we sure it's on. father and son or is it man who kidnapped child? We're, We're not never, sure. We'll never really know. It's, uh, but I, the first thing I thought of. What's up, big guy? Oh, is this, you have a record for youngest Vikings fan on vent line? He, this he is pretty close, we've man. Had, we've pretty had a young. couple of babies. August. Okay. Yeah, you're disappointed. I can tell you're about to cry. So are we. Yeah, I think he had a little stinky diaper after that back to back. So did KOC. Oh, yeah. stop. So did Judd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only thing, a couple, couple takeaways for me. Uh, thank God Ty Chandler got to start. He was unbelievable. Uh, my fantasy team thanks him greatly. Um, number two, it, lo- it was like we were playing Madden on that those back to back quarterback sneaks. Went to recent plays and he was like, Oh, it'll work again. I don't know. Yeah. And then, yeah, that that touchdown for T. Higgins and Makai Blackman. I don't know. I that was an easy fumble, easy turnover there. But it's, we're Vikings fans, you know. We kind of expect things to have to go our way. I'm teaching them young, so yeah. I was going to yeah. say that that poor kid. You're 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 desensitizing him at a young age, which is good. He's going to have welcome good to a e- lifetime of misery, young That's- man. It's uh, e- Elijah and Vinny making their appearance here on Vikings Bentley. Poor kid. But that's good. You know, you want to build up that scar tissue so that when you're yeah. an adult, it doesn't it doesn't hurt quite with that fiery, burning feeling. Or right, pick a we, new team. Or you could pick a new team. You pick a different team. Who do we got next here? All right, let's go to Connor next year. Hey, Connor. What's up, pal? Hey, hey how we doing, guys? Uh, I got three things for you real quick, and then I'll uh, let you get back to it. But uh, first, big Gophers fan. Uh, the similarities between PJ Fleck and KOC, undeniable. Both great at certain things, good at recruiting, good at offensive game planning, but just cannot game manage to save their life. Second, getting a lot of vibes that we are basically going through the same situation as we did with Brad Childress, where we're going to keep Brad Childress, lose an awesome defensive coordinator to a great team. He's going to have a 20-year career with them, always being above 500 and going to the playoffs. And then last thing, if you'll allow me, I'll write this down. We're going to lose to the Lions next week, lose to the Packers, and then win against the Lions in the last week for a nothing game. So appreciate it, guys, and I want to hear you talk about it. All right, Connor, Connor and Mount. Dog must dog. Have lost, the dog must have lost some cash on this game. I can know. I can translate what that dog was trying to say. Okay, Let's hear it. Feed me Nutrisource. Feed me oh. Nutrisource. Feed oh. me more. Oh. Feed yeah. me more. Because Nutrisource Where's is the official dog and pet food of Purple Daily, Vikings Vent Line, and all across Score North. I know that uh, pretty soon here, probably, I don't know, like an hour, Maya Mackey is going to be banging on my door for her Nutrisource chicken and rice. Yeah, you know what? Stell's uh, is supposed to eat at 5, but guess what? She has gotten used to pushing me around about 4.30 p.m., so she's going to be banging on my door in about a half hour and saying, feed me right now, and I will because she loves her Nutrisource. Yep, Vince, your same way. He uh, Even with Vikings wins, losses, doesn't matter. His treat appetite uh, remains the exact same, so no matter what happens, he's going to get those Nutrisource treats. Yeah. Nutrisourcepetfoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. That's Nutrisourcepetfoods.com. If you're looking to get a jump start on changing your uh, your life, losing some weight. Livia is here to help you. Holidays are here. It's a good time to reset yourself. Yep, exactly right. The guy on the left, the guy on the right, well, guess what? They're both sports dad. But you know what? They are sports dad uh, down 40 pounds because 
Livia Weight Control Centers and their coaching staff. Well, unlike KOC, they gave me the right plays. They gave me the right plays to All run. Right, Judd, we I need to just lose plays. one more pound, Judd. One more pound. What do we do? One more push. Ain't no tush push. Ain't no tush push. Join today and get your first eight weeks for free. Uh, go to or call 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A. Voted Minnesota's best weight loss program three years in a row. Continued success, continued consistency. Um, they are doing what, let's say, some play callers can't. They're calling the right plays for your weight loss. It'd be like, uh, okay, Jed, we just, we're just we one pound away from your goal yeah. here. Uh, what should our plan here's, be? Here's here? a Kevin, cake. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, here's a Casey Krispy Kreme. <laughs> here's a, here's, a, here's a, two cakes from, yeah. Oh, my God. All right, let's uh, let's go back to the, the therapy session here on Vikings yeah. Line. All right, well, let's go to Matt. He looks more like the ultimate warrior with his face paint, though. I like it. Oh. Hey, can you hear me? <laughs> nice. Were you at the game, or are you just, like, at home in face paint? Yes, I was at the game. Part of my voice is gone, and I was the only Viking in my row. And, boy, was I getting heckled. But, <laughs> first off, longtime listener, very happy to be here. Thank you for taking me. And one thing that really surprised me during pregame, I don't know why, but I, it felt weird watching J.J throwing the ball and then i think it was in the second quarter where he did that fake that pass into the end zone that was dropped and that got me livid i don't, I don't know why we did a play but beyond that we should have won this game we, it should have been way way better than what it, i definitely put blame on koc and one other thing i'd like to touch on ty chandler great job today yeah matt from uh, from illinois in cincinnati with his face paint <laughs> Both coaches got a little squirrely with the, the, the devils. Both teams got a little squirrely with, uh, let's have our tight end throw a pass. We're, we're marching down the field. Oh, let's Here we go. Ty Chandler, chunk, chunk. Let's have Justin Jefferson throw a pass. And it didn't work for, for even Chris Rose, the play-by-play guy, was like, eh, maybe we should stop doing this, huh? <laughs> but Joy liked the Jefferson pass, I like the fact that, that he saw it wasn't going to work and basically spiked it. Yeah, it was and smart. Threw short, like, like if um, if Nick had done that on the Jefferson pick, it would have been far superior because then you can just kick a field goal. Yep. Yep. All right, let's keep going here. Therapy in session here. Let's go to Josh next. Josh, what's up, pal? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. We're, you know, we're, we're here. We're, we yeah. exist. Not yeah. physically. <laughs> it was a bunch of BS. Yeah. So I have watched you guys probably for the last two years. I was a very passive Viking fan and I found you guys and you guys are the reason that I'm experiencing this pain. So I just needed to join today for the first time and say thank you for getting me invested in the off season and all that stuff. And now I'm here, but um, I have two things that I really want you guys to dive into this week for me. So that's my ask is on that first interception to Jefferson or when Mullins threw it with Jefferson crossing, did Jefferson back go deep in the end zone when he could have cut undercut that felt like he stepped back on that throw and uh, Mullins was expecting him to come forward. And I'm really curious on Boone's perspective, et cetera, on should he have actually come in or is that just straight up a bad ball and really see it super clearly. So curious on that one in particular. Yeah. And then I have 11 plays definitively <laughs> marked for Boone right now. We'll have okay. to see which one you, <laughs> you might be right though. So, so here's the thing we don't know. Did Jefferson run the wrong route? And it would be almost identical to the week two game in Philadelphia last year. Cousins got picked and it wasn't Mm -hmm. his. And it turned out it looked like a terrible throw. So that's a good question. We don't know yet. Yeah, it looked like he let up, went deep when it looked like he maybe should have undercut that a little bit. It was a bad ball, I think, either way. I think it looked maybe worse than it was on paper. My other thing that I just want to say, like, Hawkinson actually impressed me today. He has been very underwhelming I felt like he made some catches that were really exciting Addison really exciting seeing Jefferson out there with them that was really exciting to see so I'm hopeful again maybe I'm uh, maybe not a deep Viking fan long enough to, to really be holding on to this hope but there were some positive things that I saw there really hoping we get somebody to, to get them the ball but I was actually impressed with Hawkinson maybe for the first time kind of felt like all year getting some some balls they probably shouldn't have had any right catching so yeah. that was what i wanted to say thank Josh, you guys thank appreciate you. it thanks for for coming on here i will say too it wouldn't be necessarily the worst thing in the world at this point if they were to lose three and then be closer to the top 10 we can have we can have that discussion yeah it's how it, it's how it went though you know it's how it oh, went agreed. like if you go in there and, and you get your drawers blown off 
that might be frustrating, but I mean, this is you're up by two touchdowns and you basically pissed it away. That's what gets me. God, it's crazy. They're up by two touchdowns against a backup quarterback that had three points on and, the board in the fourth quarter. And they and we and we have not talked and and we, we can on our uh, hottest statements, but we have not talked about sort of the meltdown of the defense as well oh. in the second half, which yep, is another conversation, take. which I'm not which I'm not going to give them a pass on this one. No, I, yeah, this has been. Uh, there's been a lot of KOC stuff because the the tush push. You know, Nick Mullins just short circuited a few times, but yeah, this was the fourth quarter was was maybe the worst quarter of defense that they've played all year, and and up until the fourth quarter, you're sitting there counting like ah, how many? It's been like a month since they've allowed a touchdown. How Denver. many? The longest minute streak in the in yep. the entire NFL of not allowing a touchdown. Declan's and tweeting about how great three. they're playing defensively. Jinxing. Yeah. This look, this thought. take looks bad now. Yep. This take didn't age well. Oh, the algorithm's going to cycle that thing the, back. But then this there's crickets. Well, there's crickets when Greg Joseph miraculously hits 50 field goals in a row inside 40. I, I hear no. I hear yeah. nothing. Although, I don't hear anything. Although we do yeah. want him yeah. to hit from. Inside 40 is a chip shot in the NFL. But he makes chip shots, Greg Joseph. Who's next here? Let's go to Blake. Blake, what's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, man. Hey, so what I'm really sick of is these pointless motions, right? You watch Jordan Addison in man coverage against, I think it was a safety, go back and forth between the hashes, and then there was a sack. Like, KOC, what are you doing? Nobody cares about your motion, <laughs> crazy crap. And then when you go for a tush push, you should have done a, a, an end around to Brandon Powell on that fourth down in OT. That would have confused the defense, yeah. right? That would have been the play that would have worked. Yeah. You know, I'm going to – I like Blake's take on that. Thank you, Blake. I, That's a good point. I thought – literally thought the same thing Blake did in the second half. I was thinking to myself, these motions feel kind of empty. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like the motions are stacking and building toward some sort of deception. And yet when you watch the 49ers, the 49ers will run – similar action and motion on 10 different plays that have, you know, eight different ways of, Oh man, last time they ran this action, it was an end around. And now they're doing the end around action again. Oh my God, it's a screen pass. It does feel like the Vikings, they don't stack. They're not stacking play calls and they're not stacking motions in a way to like deceive the opponent in five plays from now. And that's just, I mean, I quit football in eighth grade, so I don't really know, but I hear, I hear what you're saying. I don't know on that one. Here's what I don't get, tush push wise. Why? And I think we talked about this either, I think it was early this season, and Boone agreed. Why doesn't anybody do the tush push formation and don't and and abandon the tush push? Well, you know who does? The Eagles. They've done it two or three times yeah. this year. Well, they'll but if fake the, the Vi- tush push because they're all if, set up. But if you're the Vikings, why not show tush push? Because everyone's ready, everyone's stacking. And then you do something else. Uh, Secret Squirrel in the YouTube comment section says, these clowns try to make light of this loss, but the truth is the season is over. Would you like us to just be super serious and mad for an hour? Or are we allowed to laugh a little bit about what happened How much more upset do do I have to be? I I I was texting you guys. I was pissed. Yeah, you were pissed. One of my favorite favorite Judd things to do during Twins games, Vikings games, Wolves games is, what is blank doing? It's one of my. It's it's a it's a it's on the greatest hits of of the text thread with Mackie Judd and Declan. What is Blank doing? Yeah. What's KOC it. doing? And yeah, I. Yeah. What is KOC doing? Yeah, yeah. I was curious. No, and what's, I agree. What, yeah. What's Mullins doing? Calm down with the hero ball. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the next Vikings fan here. Therapy in session. Let's go to Tom. Hi, Tom. Yo, what's up, guys? Hey, man. Can you hear me? We got you. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, shout out to real quick, real quick, Nutrisource. Oh, is that a bulldog? God, yeah, I love a bulldog. Oh, cutie, just passed out right now. Love it. Oh like... yeah, she's a she's she's a snoozer like that fourth quarter. <laughs> hey, real quick though. Hey, if I could have any three guys at the poker table, it'd be you guys. Oh, hey, love the show, man. Love, so you can take it. our money. About to say, yeah, so I was say, say I would that, have that, no idea what's not, going on. That's not really a compliment to us. Hey, 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 I like you guys, though, man. I love you guys. Thank hey, you. Dex, you got to make sure to see me the address for the uh, the Surly Plaques. Oh, dude. Which? 
You have not sent me the address yet, my man. Send me send me a follow-up to the invite I sent you to get on this, and then I have it. Otherwise, I have, like, just thousands of emails that pile in here to this All right, account. I got so you. send, send I got me you. a reply. I got you. That last caller real quick. This is what you have to look forward to right here. More more raising the Vikings fans, raising the Vikings fans, and just, just, more, just more disappointment. Hey, you know what's wrong with our tush push? It's holding together. It, it has, like, two crushed vertebrae, a, a slip disc. It does. Like, how do you have, how do you have a tush push with a, with a center that has back problems and a quarterback mm-hmm. that has back problems? It's true. Yeah. And That's then, great. okay. Yeah, but, I mean, but, but, and, and behind them, we're going to put our smallest so crazy, player. Dude. And Dex, like you said, Kevin O'Connell outsmarted himself. I, I just think he outdumbed himself. It's just, wow. it's, it's just so bad. I, you know, I had so many notes that were so positive, like Harrison Phillips. He dropped, he was dropping back into coverage on that tight end pass that the Bengals did in the first quarter. He's dropping back into coverage. It seemed mm-hmm. like he was on like every play. You know, Hunter crushing Jake Browning in the first quarter was hilarious. Yeah, he so Hunter wound up because he actually got the sack on that on the tight end Great play, the Man, tight end pass. I, I think he wound up with three sacks today, actually. Two yeah, or I, wanted two. To, I wanted to wish Ivan Pace a birthday. Happy birthday, Ivan Pace, Jr. You know, I'd love like, to see him start... stop uh, Mixon, though, at the goal line there. He almost had him on that fourth down. He almost had wow. Mixon. Oh, he got so close. It, you know, and that I understand he's a UDFA and he's a little yeah. undersized and he does a great job. Stuff like that's just going to happen with the smaller guy. He, I mean, he, he tried so hard. He got in there, he stuck his nose in there. He just got plowed over, you know. It's just that's just momentum plus weight equals I'm getting the first down on that, you know. It's like a science <laughs> class now. Yeah, you got it. You true. got it. You got it. Yeah, I want to say Addison two touchdowns. He's a dog. Congrats to Greg Joseph with the with the pinners there uh, inside the forty. There, it's so great to have Justin Jefferson back. It was nice seeing him out on the field. He's that catch in this. I think it was the second quarter where he got both the feet in and he yes. still caught the ball and while he's getting plastered. There was a lot that I just wanted to talk about. There was a lot that I wanted to praise this team for, and unfortunately, they came up short. It was an AFC loss. It's not the end of the world. Let's go Broncos. Hopefully, they win tonight. But I love you guys. Thank you for everything you Thank do. Thank you, Tom. Hey. Thank you. Tell me one more time, or I'll watch it back because I might not remember tomorrow how to get you the address for these. Just email yeah. me back the the link that I sent you to get in. Just send me a reply back through that email. All right, hey, this room. yes, shame on this coaching staff for letting Alexander Madison be the running back this long after Ty Chandler had such a game. Talk about burst. He's seeing. He's just like if he doesn't practice well, who cares? Get him in there. Shame on this coaching staff. Shame on KOC for the tush push that's held together with nothing bolts. Skull Vikes on to next week. Can't do anything about the loss, but I love you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Tom, thank you, man. Appreciate Thanks, the Tom. kind of words. Great stuff. Uh, let's keep it. Let's keep it moving here with the next therapy session. So I, I don't have a full name here, but Southeast Wisconsin. Like, well, it, uh, there's a bunch of letters here. I mean, I'm, I'm abbreviating S E W I. Is it Bill? South- Johnson, Bill, how you guys doing? Bill, okay. Hi, Bill. Welcome What's to the show, buddy? Bill. Just watching Wild Live. I'm the only guy in the world that likes to bally the fact they have the Wild because they play them in Wisconsin. <laughs> Coming up next, the Vikings were great at times today, and we talk about only those instances. Vikings Live. Uh, I just, I know everybody's been focusing on the offense and, and, what a struggle KOC had today. But I have a question to you guys about the defense of Brian Flores. He seems this year to have made better adaptations at halftime than he even has to start the game. There's been problems at the start. Today, it was the exact opposite. And it's to me, it didn't seem like the Bengals' game plan changed. They're throwing a lot of screens, things out of the backfield, and the Vikings were just missing everything. What do you guys see as the problem? And, and, is this something that you think is going to be a problem going forward for the Vikings and Flores? I Boy. think it might be. I think it could be. But here's the here's the thing, and I don't don't know this of the remaining opponents. How many have screen games that are potentially as good as the Bengals? And the one thing, and I don't know if this can be statistically quantified because I don't know if it's tracked by quarter or by series. It felt like in the second half 
uh, Browning started to get rid of the ball quicker. It felt like he was getting rid of the Browning ball. Browning can short, play, man. He can scream. Yeah, that's another. He can count. play. No, I, he definitely can. He, and the Vikings, not, of course, they had him on board four years ago, three years ago. But Zim. Sean Mannion was such an important piece to that puzzle that couldn't couldn't dare keep a young, don't, promising. Don't get me started right now. Don't get me started. You're doing this on purpose. You're trolling me on so many levels right now with that comment. Wouldn't want to. Wouldn't want to keep a talented young court. Got to keep the the yeah. assistant coach. Kirk's friend. Kirk's BFF. Yep. And a guy that Zim can't develop in Browning. Yeah. Yeah. Who's next? Who's next? Go to John next year on Ventline. John, what's up? Hey, dude? can you guys hear me? We got you, Perfect. John. Yeah. Okay, so I know you already did some uh, Nutrisource reads, but I want to introduce you to my buddy, Teddy. 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 Oh, Teddy! Is, did, did this Teddy announce his retirement today, too? He's not. He's very much upset with the result of today. So he's he's going to sit out. He's going to sit out the rest of what I have to say. But here's my question, and I know you have the uh, – Hottest takes tomorrow. So I just want to give you something to maybe uh, go off of. A lot of people are like, oh, KSC kind of like ruined the game or whatever. And I agree. So how about, and I've been talking to my friends like, oh, Flores, the dynamics, he might relate to Tomlin a little bit when we had a great defensive coordinator and he left us. What do you think, what are the possibilities possibly if KOC left and Tomlin stayed and he became the head coordinator and then we got a hot shot like Ben Johnson out of Detroit to become the new offensive coordinator. I just feel like I feel like um, I feel like the defense has really, even though today got a little bit off the rails. I just really feel like Flores has got just just an opinion and just a really strong stance on uh, a control of the team. Whereas like KOC, there's been enough things where it's just kind of like, what are you doing? You know, with this tush push and some other things, I just really feel like instead of leaving, leaving, letting Flores leave, we should keep Flores and then figure the rest out. Mm. That, that That's my, uh, that's my take for you. Yeah. John, thanks for, for coming in here and Teddy for making an appearance. I see a bunch of people in the comment section wondering if that was Declan's doppelganger or twin that we just had on. You know, that was funny. <laughs> he joined and I was like, Oh boy, this is going to, just light up the comment section that I'm related to this guy, isn't it? I I saw that from the get. You guys do have a, a, a similar presence and avatar. I feel like, for sure. Um, now, the first part of John's question was: Is there any way that like like Flores elevate to head coach, which he'll get a job at some point, and then I think O'Connell be the offensive coordinator? Egos would always prevent that from happening. Yeah, that's that's an and start. finances too, right? It's like yeah, okay, well, well, and they're Apollo not going to head coaching money. And can you imagine going into the, the locker room and explaining that? Yeah, we're going to flip their job. I mean, it's it's a non-starter. Um, so, in fairness to O'Connell, here's what I want to see. Okay, I, I one as I still think, call me Pollyanna naive. I still think he can improve play calling, but I want to see him with a quarterback like Kirk was playing well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish in a very small sample size that Kevin would adjust his expectations and play calling to suit what he's currently using, which is backup QBs who are nothing more. But I still want to see him with a quarterback full time and it might be Kirk and it might be a, a guy that they draft to start. I don't know. But I think we're I think it's fine to be upset with how he has called plays of late for Dobbs and Mullins. But I don't. But I'm not going to pull the plug based on that because if those guys are their guys in 2024, we're going to have a lot bigger problems because they're not going to be. You know, like I'm, so, I'm trying to parse apart some of the things that happened today, like the the second Mullins interception where he freaked out. He's bad under pressure. We've seen that throughout his entire career. We went over some of those trends earlier this week on the show, and so in that moment where okay, the play is not salvageable anymore. I'm going to still try and salvage it by, so, by the way, what happens if that ball doesn't land in the defender's lap for an interception, it's assuredly intentional grounding. So like, no matter what, it's a terrible outcome that pushes you further back yeah, too, yeah. out of Just field goal range. Just take it. Is he like, does, can any amount of coaching prevent him from making that boneheaded play? That's, that's the, that's the ground that I need to know more about. Because no. the Vikings have had some really dumb plays by backup the, quarterbacks since Kirk the, Cousins got hurt. The play call could have, 
the play call could have prevented it, but the actual coaching, no. And and I will remind you, as upset as we might be with Kevin right now, with Kirk Cousins, he did a very good job. Like Kirk Cousins' success, when because now what we're going to get, and I think a person uh, said this already today, was, well, this shows that O'Connell, uh, or that uh, O'Connell was being lifted up by Kirk, right? No, I think they work very well together. And I think I think Kevin O'Connell, no question about it, has gotten the best years of Kirk's career. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's an accident. I think mm-hmm. that's the fact that they work well together. And Kirk, for his mental fault at times, is a very talented dude. So that's what I want to see. I'm not pulling the plug on O'Connell because I think that when they start training camp next year and Nick Mullins is the guy, they're screwed because Nick Mullins is not going to be the guy. That being said, I think it's fair to be upset right now without calling for Kevin's job. And look, as you guys recall, this guy right here was the lead beat writer at the Star Tribune in Childress's first and second years. Mm -hmm. There's no comp. There's no comp there. Well, Childress, um, Ch- Childress had no sort of he, like cultural motivational. He, he, well, presence, and he gave up right? the play calling. Like he was so bad, he yeah. gave up the play calling. Brad never. Brad, there is no quarterback that played for Brad here who Brad got like the who Brad gets credit yep. for improving. Brett Favre was on a revenge tour. Yeah, but like yep. there was no one who it's like, well, he got Tavares Jackson and look what he did. Right. Yep. Brad was always and and Brad called plays for one year and abandoned it because he was bad at it. Yeah, let's keep going here, guys. Uh, Vikings Ventland on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. Let's go to Seth uh, next year. Seth, what's up, dude? Yeah, I just think that for the QB sneak, they need to put Jaron Holland. He's just a stronger quarterback and then put TJ behind him. There's no point you should have Nick Mullins doing a QB sneak with back problems. I don't really disagree with the QB sneak because, you know, you get that, you you win. You basically win it. And um, I just think you need to put Jaron Hall behind there because he's just a stronger guy. He's going to get it. Yeah, I mean, even I Seth, that. thanks for joining. I mean, I don't know that either one of those guys I would love. I don't, If you would have said back-to-back tush pushes, Jaron Hall, Nick wow. Mullins, I'd say just don't. <laughs> maybe maybe try one with one of them. Josh Dobbs has this, probably more size and just physical ability to do it, but Ty can't Chandler. Be put in. Ty Chandler. Yeah, or CJ exactly. Ham even. Just don't, make it, just don't make it more. Just don't. Don't make it harder than it has to be. Yep. I'm with yep. You. Let's keep going here. Declan, who's next? Let's go to Chris. Chris, what's up, buddy? You are on Bentline. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, man. Um, I never thought I would say entitled regarding Vikings fans, but, man, did Keenum really screw us up, didn't he? I mean, are we really talking about firing a coach six games into a backup quarterback run season? I mean, a, holy A lot cow, of people guys. are. A lot of people are, yeah. <laughs> as soon as – I don't know about you guys, but as soon as I saw that Achilles snap – that replay the season is what it is man you know you can't this is what backup quarterback play unfortunately looks like like your season is going to most likely be derailed and the fact that we're even talking about still being in the playoff hunt i mean come on guys and to go to flores you know i mean he's it's hard to ding flores for the job he's done which is you know remembering that we're still dealing with the ashes of the zimmer regime like we're only in a season and a half past the Spielman Zimmer, but you know, Chicago now, Denver, Oakland, he was really good, but now here, this late game meltdown stuff is for real. You know, I'd, I don't know if I'd be so quick to switch to him, and I think we're just overreacting a little. Too I agree much. with that. Yeah, they've had, yeah, there's, there's been some, yeah, thanks for coming on here, Chris. Right. I think it's fair to say that overall, Flores's defenses have been awesome, but there's been some major leakage at, the end of these games yep and today it's cornerbacks that you still don't know about you know but makai blackman to go back to what we talked about stopping and what and i mean makai blackman played as big a role in that play while a few yards away as the three of us did yeah uh hey a couple more left here before we wrap on vikings vent line a shout out to zero res so you got like basically a week left before you might have family friends coming over for the holidays Maybe your carpet has a weird, funky smell. Your house needs to be deep cleaned. How long has it been since you've deep cleaned it? Zero Res is here to get that done for you. And uh, if you ask for the Score North special when you contact Zero Res, you get three rooms Zero Resified starting at just $129. 9520 Res 
or ZeroResMinnesota.com. Spell it forwards or backwards. It spells the same. ZeroRes. Say you want the Score North special. ZeroResMinnesota.com. Also, uh, popped corn, which you can find inside U.S. Bank Stadium. Fat look at Declan. Our Vanna White over here. Oh, open that glorious Vikings tin smell. up. I wish there, yeah, oh, what, was it AMSR, right? Is that, is that what this is? This is some popcorn. Let me take a bite. What, uh, what flavor are you rocking right there? Oh, this the Vinster's going to hear this. It's all over for you. This one's Parmesan garlic. Oh, Parmesan garlic oh, and that mac sounds and cheese good. in here. Mac really and cheese, stuff. Parmesan garlic, mm. there's barbecue chipotle, s'more, caramel. There's all sorts of, I mean, there's 80 flavors of small batch popcorn uh, mm. with popped corn. That's P-O-P-P-E-D corn.com. In fact, I just went on popcorn.com last night, ordered some tins for friends, family for the holidays. For They've got Vikings tins, gophers, twins, wild wolves, other professional teams. Go online at popcorn.com. That's popcorn. Okay. Delish. Who's next? All right, let's go to Dale. Dale, what's up, dude? How's it going, guys? Hey, Dale. A couple things. I was uh, pretty upset with KOC after today, but after seeing, you know, thinking about it, the job he's done with backup quarterbacks today, you know, the last couple weeks, I don't know what more you expect from the guy, you know. Um same with Brian Flores. The defense has been great the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they struggled the fourth quarter today, but, I mean, it happens. You know, one touchdown in the last how many quarters before the fourth quarter today has been there. KOC with going with the multiple tush pushes, though, was <laughs> almost unreal after Ty Chandler was going nuts today. Um you think he would hand the ball to Chandler or CJ Ham, who I believe has one carry on the year this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you can't blame it all on him. And I don't know. So far, the offense has been pretty good this year, considering losing Kirk, losing Jaron Hall after he looked good. You know, Dobbs looks good for a couple weeks, but then that. Magical ride ends quick, so you got to go to Mullins. Um, you know, you can't can't expect much from you're on your fourth quarterback, but hard loss today. Hopefully we can make a run here. You never know. It's been a long time of me waiting for them to make a run since 98 and Moss, so we got a couple young ones here waiting to see him make a run, too. <laughs> One of these days, we're open. Love it, man. Dale, right, thank thanks you. for jumping on. We we feel Dale's pain. And then is it Cameron next yeah. here? Okay. Hey, Cameron. What's up, dude? Hey, guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on. I've never called in before. Um, Welcome in. Got my dog, Oliver, here. Oliver. Oliver. Fan of Josh Oliver's catch today, but, you know. <laughs> that was a nice catch. Nice yeah. catch and run. Yeah. So we, we uh, cheer for him uh, sometimes together. But uh, just wanted to talk about KFC and a big question on uh, what's the how do they keep Flores? Because even though they gave up a ton of points in the fourth quarter, kind of had a meltdown there. I think the DBs like Caleb Evans finally defended a pass against T Higgins where they just kind of tossed it up and he got, he had a really good defended pass at one point against him. But for the most part, I thought they kind of let him just drop to him. Kind of, I mean, he pushed off a little, I think, earlier um, against Blackman or something. But uh, other than that, though, I just, like everybody else, was really upset with the third and fourth down tush push with a non-mobile quarterback. Uh, Brandon Powell, it looked like, was the guy lined up to push Mullins, and I thought that was kind of weird. And if C.J. Ham is a team captain going out for coin tosses, and he's a fullback. Why isn't why isn't if you're going to do an inches, you know, try to get a run for an inch? Why not use your team captain who's a fullback? So those were. I, I mean, yeah, and, and thank you, Cameron. In terms of, I would say you could hand the ball to CJ. And then in terms of ranking guys, I'd rather have shoving my quarterback. I would put CJ Ham ahead of Brandon Powell. <laughs> yes. The, the the weird thing too about the to go back to the uh, T Higgins jump ball that he caught is this he was so close to, to the sideline 
if Blackman and if Blackman had followed through and Evans is there, which he was, you would think that that they were taught push him out out of bounds before he can land. Because that's not a catch then. Yeah, I mean like like if he yeah. gets hit simultaneously, because Blackman had Blackman gave up, but he had speed coming. Like if he catches the ball, high points the yeah. ball, go do those guys something. Are well, yeah. and, but but if if he's pushed out now, the rule is he's out of bounds. Yep. Go do something would be my advice to young do Kai anything. Blackman on the play. Keep keep looking for work until the whistle blows. Yeah, so just a, a wildly frustrating loss for Vikings fans today. 27-24, 21 points by the Bengals in fourth quarter, and then the three more in overtime. So just uh, just a brutal way to lose. They're still 7-7. Seven and seven. There's still a coin flip chance they get to the playoffs. So these next three games are all going to be very meaningful. And yep. um, it, my guess is Nick Mullins probably starts again, and Jaron Hall is probably the backup again. But Jaron Hall, I think... I think Nick Mullins is about two more really dumb interceptions away from Jaron Hall time here. So we will see. Um, all right, Declan and I have a, a company gathering to get to here. So we're going to say goodbye on Vikings Ventline Purple Daily YouTube channel. We appreciate you guys taking a chunk of your Saturday. And then for tomorrow, we'll hit you with our hottest Vikings takes off of this devastating loss. Judd will have an extra day to produce a pie chart of blame as well for Monday. Nice. Chef Judd. I like it. And then Booney will break down some of this film, the good and the bad, early this week, too. So appreciate you guys. Uh, Click that like button and the subscribe button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for Hottest Vikings Day.